Live at 5, Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, this is the biggest injury news in Minnesota sports in a while, Jim. I, uh, Buxton is hurt all the time, so that's not necessarily injury news that's, that's earth-shattering. But to lose a guy who's never missed a game because of injury like Kirk Cousins after a big win, it just stole the joy from that win entirely. Yeah, stole, certainly stole the joy from that locker room. That was a dead, quiet locker room. Yeah. Uh, you just don't see this confluence of uh, events you don't see Kirk Cousins hurt ever. Yep. Uh, you certainly don't see him out with an injury that is going to end his season and maybe keep him from signing a long-term deal with anybody next year, much less the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, you see a team on a three-game winning streak that just won its uh, beat its arch rival in impressive fashion on the road to really elevate itself right in the heart of the playoff, and now they have no idea who's going to be the quarterback the rest of the season. Um, you have a franchise that you know, has struggled to draft and develop their own guy. And now they're going to, you know, they're going to take a peek at Jaron Hall, but I don't know if there's any real thought that he's their future. Mm. So they might have gone from whatever you think of Cousins. They might have gone from one of the most stable quarterback situations in the NFL with a guy who just has been very good, very steady, and injury-proof for a long time to not having any idea how to get through the week, much less the next two years. Yeah, it's the durability factor that uh, even Cousins detractors had to admit the guy never misses a game, and and that's uh, stabilizing for the entire franchise. I mean, a whole franchise rides on the health of their starting quarterback, and especially when things are really starting to click and the schedule is falling in line as well, it's just uh, shocking news. And and uh, you know, players really seem to love Cousins on that team. That's the personal level for them will also take a little toll here. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've had all kinds of different opinions on Cousins at different mm-hmm. junctures. I thought they should sign him. I mm-hmm. advocated them signing him. I was happy they signed him. Then I was kind of disappointed in him for a few years. Uh, didn't seem to be quite the leader I expected. Didn't seem to be quite the, uh, you know, didn't seem to perform well in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be a nervous guy. Um, and then Zimmer left, and Zimmer's, you know, allies who didn't like Cousins just like Zimmer didn't left. And he just seemed to become a different guy ever since O'Connell came in. Uh, working with an offensive coach he trusts and likes. Um, you know, having Jefferson, a guy who was in a diva as his lead receiver, and and being allowed to fail a little bit here and there without being, you know, blamed for everything that goes wrong with the franchise. I thought last year he was a leader and very clutch. I thought this year he showed great leadership in bringing them back from the brink. Um, you know, I'd, I'd come to like him a lot more and respect him a lot more the last year and a half. And that, I think that's one of the reasons this feels so sad. It feels like this yeah. is a guy who kind of figured out a lot of stuff. Yeah, I didn't deserve it at all. And they were starting to look like that 13-win team uh, uh, more lately than they were the 0-3 start uh, to this season. And, and he was really starting to click with Jordan Addison. I mean, to win three straight without Justin Jefferson, a lot of that yep. was on Cousins. Yes, uh, Cousins. Should have gotten a lot of credit for that win streak. Um, and and let's say, the other thing, I, the Packers stink, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Vikings hardly ever win easy at Lambeau. It mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. They either get embarrassed or they find a way to edge out the Packers. They never win handily. They're up 21 points. I think it was the first time they were up 21 points since 2009 yeah. at Lambeau. And they were winning easy against a team that had everything to play for. Um, and that, a lot of that was Cousins. Uh, beautiful pass. You know, he threw a couple of beautiful seam routes, yes. one to Addison for a touchdown. I had great touch, avoided big mistakes, managed the pocket well. It just felt like things were coming together for this group. 
Yeah, I have a couple of cousins detractors on my podcast, and I was going to talk about how he was dropping dimes all day and how the Vikings could still run down Detroit in the division. I mean, they play them twice yep. later in the year, but, you know, yep. all that changes. So the next question is, what do they do at quarterback? The trade deadline is tomorrow. Do they consider bringing in a veteran, although it's hard to bring in a veteran starting QB, unlike the other positions? It really is hard. And you saw the Jets, you know, mm-hmm. had everything invested in this season. They didn't go out and get somebody outside. They said, okay, we're going to go with the guy who knows our system. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're eight weeks in. You know, if a guy took three weeks to learn the system, you know, you might be out of contention by the time he figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd also have, here's the other thing you'd have to give up assets. And now they might be forced to draft a quarterback in the first round next year to get this thing going in the right direction. Uh, and you might not want to give up draft capital right now because you might need all your draft capital to maneuver to get whoever you really like in the first round next year. Mm -hmm. And anybody that you wouldn't have to give up draft capital for isn't going to move the needle enough more than, than, than Jaron Hall or, or uh, Mullins when he gets back or, or uh, whoever they might have on the practice squad. Uh, You know, he might get them to seven or eight wins which really is kind of the bad spot for the Timberwolves, yeah. that, that mediocre purgatory, not where they want to be at the end of this year. No. Um, is there a quarterback out there you get for a reasonable price who will come in here and lead you to double-digit victories and give you a chance to win a playoff game? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. Um, you know, when Case Keenum had his one great year here, he was embedded in the organization. He knew the system. Uh, his teammates trusted him. And he had his one good season out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man, it was lightning in a bottle, and I don't. And he was here. He wasn't somebody who just came in cold and had to figure everything out. I yeah. just don't. I I think they will use this, take this opportunity. I think here's what I think they'll do. And by the way, I'm about to go listen to O'Connell's press conference. So, you know, by the time people hear this, somebody could have contradicted this. But right. this is my this is my view of this. Okay. You have this week to look at Jaron Hall and get a window of whether there's something there. Right. I mean. Mm-hmm. The, the easiest path here is if Jaron Hall just takes over, plays well, and he, he's your starting quarterback. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen, but it's it's worth exploring. Yeah. You play Jaron Hall this week, you see what happens. If he plays well, he earns another start. And maybe you're on the way to finding out that he's either a good starter or a guy you definitely want to be your backup for a long time. Yeah. If he doesn't play this week, then Nick Mullins, a guy who's won NFL games in a, you know, is in a forced into the starter role before. Uh, see if he's the guy who can get you through the season. And if neither of them are, then you're probably looking at a lost season. If one of them steps forward, then maybe you have a chance to be a playoff team, and maybe you start you know, investigating whether that player can be of use to you in the future. And the guy that probably gives them the best chance at having an optimistic look would be the rookie, Jaron Hall. I mean, you know, Mullins has had his opportunities. Uh, I can't even remember the backup quarterback they had. The most unknown guy in the league is the backup to Kirk Cousins during the course of his career. Uh, Sean Mannion. Sean Mannion. Uh, We know that he's not a starting caliber QB. So, you know, I mean, the 49ers didn't know what they have when they threw Brock Purdy out there after an injury. I suppose the Vikings will hope that they kind of catch the same lightning there. Yeah, uh, Hall is interesting. Uh, I didn't really like – some people praised him during many camps. I didn't really see much good in preseason. Um, I watched some of his old tapes. I thought he was interesting. Mm-hmm. He, has, he throws with touch. He moves well. Uh, not a big arm and not a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, you know, he he, let's, he just has a lot to prove. It's just that simple. He has a lot to prove. Whatever you think of him, he has a lot to prove. 
played in a pass offense at BYU. But it's the lack of size and the lack of arm strength is why he slides to the fifth round. Same thing for Brock Purdy. Now we've seen Purdy come back to earth a little bit here the last two weeks. But prior to that, he showed that he had a first-round brain but a seventh-round body. Uh, If the Vikings get lucky with that with Jaron Hall, you know, they can make that work a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Cousins is not a great athlete. Now he yep. has plenty of arm strength. He can yep. make every throw. And he's got he's some very size. Smart, yeah. He's very studious, and he's a decent-sized guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's – and listen, here's the thing. Good quarterbacks find a way to whatever they – you know, Drew Brees is about 5'10". Yeah. Russell Wilson, Elder Wilson, isn't playing well the last couple of years. You know, he set the league on fire at 5'8 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, good ones find a way to work with whatever they have. I don't know if Jaron Hall can do that or not, but it, it, I'll be I'll be interested. I'll be in Atlanta, and I'll be very interested to see what he has to offer. Yeah, uh, yeah because yeah, it would it would be a shock if they go out and and bring somebody in anyway. I well, think so. We'll find out for sure anyway. Uh, Timbo's in action tonight against Atlanta. They look better uh, in their Saturday night win against Miami. Of course, no Jimmy Butler. It's always better to beat the Heat when Butler is playing. The fans had a little fun at his expense at the end of the game anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they looked a lot better, I thought, on Saturday than the opener. Gobert looks fantastic. Yeah. And they have been very good defensively the last two games. And Now, their transition defense against Toronto was bad, but that was mainly a function of taking bad shots and not having people rotated back. Uh, their defenses look pretty good, and that's not, without Jaden McDaniels, their best defensive player other than Gobert. They've got a chance to be a really good defensive team. Towns and Edwards have been clunky offensively so far. Uh, you know, I talked about this with Krasinski on our podcast. One of the reasons is Jaden McDaniels is a very good cutter, mm. and you can't have ball movement without body movement. Yeah. McDaniels is kind of the guy who cuts in the lane, threatens the defense, gets people to collapse on him, and it opens up all kinds of stuff. So they really kind of need him back for offensive reasons as well as defensive reasons. Hmm. Um, And, you know, offense can come and go. If they can prove that they're a great defensive team, that's going to carry them. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.